everybody. Long time no see. Yes, we're we're live. We made it through a land of deep sickness. We are alive. It was rough there for a little bit. <laughs> it, was. it was a little hairy. It was a little hairy. All right, so it's late. We're not going to belabor it. We're going to talk about some games. The top 100 outside the 100, and we're going to cover um, how many? 15, 20 games, maybe? Yeah-ish. Something like that. I'm going to try to do better about not rambling on and on about the games. I'm going to try. Try. It is what it is. So we're starting with 166 tonight and working our way towards 151. So then we'll only have 50 left before yeah. you hit the podcast. We're trying to catch up because we did more podcasts than we did these. So there we go. Mostly because I like terrible. <laughs> At night, I'm like, don't put me on a video for everyone's sake. Right. Am I starting? Yeah. All right. Whenever. Um, I'll start with my 166 is a game that I really like um, and it's good for big groups and that is Celestia. We actually have um, at least one expansion for this. We have both. We, we have, have everything for this. We have all the expansions for this. Um, and in the, you're in an airship and you're all like in the ship together. You take turns being captain. Um, the captain rolls the dice to see if they can navigate safely to the next spot the next tile on these little like I don't know, floating islands or something. Yeah. Um, and you decide, do I have faith that the captain has cards for those dice that they rolled or not? The expansions add some cool stuff. Like you can jump out and get in like this little side boat. You can get in a parachute. The side boat's cool, but it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Uh, but it just, it's fun. It's that push your luck. Just, oh, can they make it? I don't know. I, I believe you. I believe in you. Huh? I should have jumped out. Like, it creates really fun. Some boat? That's what they probably made it. I don't know. Oh. Uh, this is a reprint of a game. Oh. It was a hot air balloon, I think, before. So I don't know what the boat is. I don't know. Mm. Um, but the artwork is really pretty. Um, I just like to spin the propeller on the boat a lot also. Um, and this is definitely a game where I'm not as worried about winning as I am just felt playing, having fun, um, trying to push your luck, see how far I can go. But I don't, it's, it's, it plays up to like seven or eight or something. Yeah. Eight. I think it plays a lot. So it does play a lot, which makes it really fun. And you've got cards going everywhere and you're not sure who has what sometimes. Um, just a really great game. So my 166 is Celestia. Yeah. That's a good game. I'm not sure where it is on my list, but I do really like it. I hope it's on there. It should be on my list somewhere for sure. All right. My number 166 is actually a game that we played with Katie's family like five times or something until we beat it. And I think I successfully beaten the game that one time. And that's it. So hard. And the game is Lord of the Rings. So this is a Reiner Knizia game, cooperative, one of the first cooperative games. And you're taking on the role of one of the, the hobbits, Pippin, Mary, Frodo, Sam, and Fatty. And there's Fatty right there, the orange one. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to walk through these levels of the board here by playing cards. You have to play symbols that match the icons on the board. And you can play two cards along their different colors. There are special powers that can break some rules and all that kind of thing. But every round, you're going to flip this tile and it's going to slap you around. It could move Sauron closer. It could give you corruption, which moves you closer. It could make you... Uh, Not every round, every turn. Every turn, yeah. Every so turn. Every, every like, turn. It's so vicious. Every turn, before you, players get to take a turn, you're going to flip some tiles and it's going to do some bad mm -hmm. stuff to you. 
and it's just it's brutal but it's really satisfying when you're playing the cards and you're moving down these tracks it's just playing the card and moving down a track yeah match a symbol move down a track so sometimes you have to roll a die that's terrible sometimes you get these events over here that are terrible They're also terrible uh, if you get enough of these shields you can call in help from gandalf <laughs> there's only five of those cards for the whole game good um, luck yeah good luck there's some expansions <laughs> we don't have any expansions we just have the base game and it is a fun time. It's fantastic. It's kind of dated. It looks kind of jank. It is. But it's really fun. It's hard, but it is fun. So that is my 166, Lord of the Rings. It's so hard. Like, unbelievably hard. But we kept playing with my family. And so normally I hate games like that. And I always played Fatty Bulger. Because if you don't, if you don't read the books, you don't know who Fatty is. And you don't understand why he's there. So it's like, it's like a deep cut. So I love that, too. And you get a sick, you know, he's fatty. He's fatty. I get to be he's fatty. Um, so my 165 is a game that Jason didn't like. And I think it's just. I've only played it once. I'd, I'd like to play it. I think he just played it really badly is the issue. Because I had a really great time. That's after the Empire. So this has a really um, unique mix of like worker placement. Where you're like getting these things so that you can then build like your castle ramparts and staff them um i i and then and then they get attacked i don't love like you know attacking games but but it's the game attacking you it's not other people right it's not other people attacking me um you know i can i can defend i'm also trying to find the best ways to like fend off different things where where can i bolster how can i support i like the the tactileness of of the pieces of building your castle with wood or with stone and um you know, getting the different things set up. I, I, I thought it was really fun. I had a really good time. We don't own this. Yeah. Obviously. I don't even, I don't even remember how to play it really. Um, <laughs> because you're going to this other, like you have like your castle board in front of you, but you have this other board where you're going around different places in town to try and get the things you need um, and other scoring opportunities as well. It's regular worker placement stuff there. So I, I thought that's kind of a really cool combo. Um, like, where you go and like stock up and then you're like, okay. And the wave comes like, I, I just, it's fun. And I would love to do it again. It's actually ranked pretty high because it, it left such a good taste in my mouth. I'm like, yeah, let's fight these guys. Like come attack my tower. Like, let me throw some archers at you, whatever. Um, I don't think it's in my top 200. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. But then again, neither is, uh, my list Tales of the Arabian Nights. So. That one should have been. That would just mess up on my part. Okay, 165 after the Empire. All right, my 165 is actually a game that we picked up at Origins one year. And it has a gimmick, and I love gimmicks. And this game is really nothing but a gimmick. And it is called Four Gardens. Now, this is a game that was originally uh, published in Korea, but oh, it came man. over by Arcane Wonders. And let's look at this gimmick right here. <laughs> So what you're doing is it's effectively like a resource collection game and you're fulfilling contracts to paint these like pictures or something. I don't know what the theme is, but you're making a garden somehow. It's but the garden. interesting thing is you're playing these cards that's going to let you spin these different areas. So this player is only looking at this side right here, but this player is looking at this and they would get different resources if they activate different sections of the, the tower. So you're trying to play these cards, spin this tower so you can get resources that you want. You can only hold a certain amount of resources in this little wheelbarrow thing here. So you're trying to manage everything efficiently. And a card can either be, you can collect resources with it, or you can do like some kind of special ability. We haven't played it for a minute, but it's 
multi-use cards and you're yeah. trying to collect resources and fulfill things. And it's a race to be the first player to complete so many different sets of cards. But spinning this thing around, collecting resources is really fun. And it's basically the whole game is spinning this little thing around. It looks awesome on the table, cool resources, and it's just a good time. So my number 165, Four Gardens. I do like it. I would like to play it again. Because um, you're even spinning different parts of it. It's not all always the same. Uh, my number 164 is a game that we haven't played in a while either. But it has this really great combo kind of um, layering, I feel like, that can go on in this game. And it's Eco's First Continent. So Eco's First Continent, you are laying out these hexes. Um, so you've got different terrain types on the hexes. You can put different animals on the hexes based on, you know, kind of environment they live in. You can put um, also, like trees and like mountains i think also mm -hmm. like land features that's what i'm looking for land features um but like when you are playing the cards that allow you to put out tiles or to put out animals then you can then trigger these powers on there based on are you rolling dice to get those you're pulling these uh those little rune uh, things out of yeah. the bag it's you, like bingo yes yeah, so you pull like these runes out that correspond with the cards you have and those mm -hmm. runes will like fire off the cards that allow you to like may place more animals or give you points or place more tiles or um some cards will fire off let you cover up more symbols and other cards will let you fire off other cards right like, and so when those like just start piling up like it's really satisfying um odd kind of looking art but i just there aren't a lot of games that work like this and i just think i think it's really cool i like the animals like the animals kind of interesting that they've chosen um I just, it's a cool game. And I just love that combo, like triggering that can kind of happen. So you can have like a really massive turn and it feels like, yeah, I'm doing stuff. I took it over to uh, play with Jeremy, but I didn't get out of the bag. I know we have so many games, but uh, <laughs> that's my 164 Ecos first content. Yeah, that is a good one. All right. So my number 164 is a Cthulhu version, Elder God version of another game called Kingsburg. And this one is called... Kingsport Festival. Basically, this is superior a superior version to Kingsburg. This in my is opinion. a superior version. It's a little longer. It takes up too much space on the table. Those are my two complaints. <laughs> but this is a, you have three or four dice. I don't remember, but you're rolling these dice and you're using the die combinations to activate these elder gods to collect resources, cards, um, and to build these buildings in the center of the table. The buildings are going to give you like special abilities throughout the game. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to score points, but you're also trying to fight off the investigators that are going to attack every so often. Because if you can't fight them off, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, you're on the side yeah, of you're the, the cultist. Cthulhu. Yeah, okay. you're the cultist. And you're invoking the elder gods, and the, the investigators are coming to slap you around. And you're just rolling, rolling your dice, placing them, doing what the, the area says, collecting goods so you can build buildings, getting points, trying not to go insane, all that kind of thing, uh, moving up on tracks. All the good stuff of a good Euro game. It's fantastic. Like That's a lot of table right there. That's a lot of table. It, it is on table. But um, it's a really good game. I think we got it for like five bucks. It was a, it was I, a cheap buy. We have both of them. We never played Kingsburg, but Kingsport is far superior in my opinion. So my number 164, Kingsport Festival. Yeah, that one's fun, but I don't, I don't think it's in my top 200, actually. Uh, my number 163 is just a beautiful card game, and I'm a sucker for that. Um, and the game is Fickle. So this is a game where you have different um, suits that are different 
kinds of fairies and each fairy um, has its own kind of special power. And so it's like, it's a drafting game and a tableau building game, but then you're also using these card powers. So you are, um, and there are ways to score, like if you have an odd number of a color or you need even numbers, like there are different ways to score the different colors that you want. Um, and then when you're playing cards, they can allow you to manipulate other people's tableaus, move yours around. Um, it, it's a really like a simple game. You do the same types of things every turn. You know, I'm taking three cards um, and I stack them up and then I'm going to pass them either to the person to my left or to my right. And they're one at a time going to turn the card over and decide if they're going to keep it oh, or, how that worked. That or push cool. their luck and go to the next card. Um, in order to try and make the most points out of their tableau. At the same time, then the fairies that they are playing, their powers are firing off and each fairy, there's different fairies that do different kinds of things um, based on the type of powers they have, all the cool colors, all the art. Um, it's like, again, simple to take the action, but has puzzly, thinky decisions. So I, I really like it. My number 163 is Fickle. Yeah, that is good. I saw you play that at the last Murder Blues that it made me sad. I was playing something else, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, you kind of played it. All right. So my next one, 163, is actually, we just played it after I made this list, and it would probably fall off the list because I didn't like it as much. <laughs> but it was on the list now. Why do you list. even make the list? I don't understand this. No one understands this. It's just how we roll. Next year, we're just doing top 20. doesn't matter. <laughs> but so this is uh, the reprint of a game called Yggdrasil, and this is Yggdrasil Chronicles. And this is basically Yggdrasil, but with a 3D tree. Okay, this is the one with the big the tree. The 3D tree, yes. Um, and I I feel like it's not as good as Yggdrasil, in my opinion. But effectively what you're doing is you're taking on the role of like a god, and you're trying to defeat the evil gods or whatever they are, I don't know. And you're, you're taking turns by, you're moving around these different areas on the board, you're trying to recruit elves, you're trying to make sure Fenrir stays locked up, trying to get these assistants, trying to make sure hell doesn't get out of control, Loki's minions are at bay. And you're trying to ultimately just survive. You're just trying to survive. You need to do so many rounds in this one, depending on the scenario. This has a bunch of different scenarios you can play. But yeah. you're trying to just, if you can stay alive, you win. If you, there's like nine ways you can lose, one way to win, and you're doing things. This is the tree. It spins around in the middle based on some cards that happen. Um, stuff's going to get stronger. It does similar things to Yggdrasil, which I'm pretty sure I talked about on the podcast because I like it better. But I still haven't played. Yeah, I I don't know. This is not bad, but I prefer the the old and crusty of Idrisil. Of course she does. So that's where we are with that. So, <laughs> yeah, my number one sixty three Idrisil Chronicles. Do so you have Idrisil higher on the list than this? Then? I think so. Okay, I, I like, did. I didn't trade look. it out. Yeah, I did. I think I already talked about it on something. Mm. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, my number 162 is one of those games that it's so hard that it burns my brain, but then it makes me come back and be like, I can do better. And the game is Alchemist. So the first time I played, oh, sorry. The first time I played Alchemist, I was like, I thought I was good at deduction. What the heck? And the problem is Alchemist has not only the deduction part, but this other like board stuff. That, this part, this is the awesome part right here. That I don't really like. Like you're... Like, it is, I think, interesting to, like, 
test your potions either you on to, yourself or on like your on apprentices, yeah. students um but That's then, like hilarious. publishing findings and and selling them that and part's it just bogs down what I really care about, which is deduction. So which that's why for a deduction game, this is really, really far down the list because there are other deduction games. There's the deduction piece. Look at that. I would much rather play. The first time I played this, I didn't get anything right. Like I couldn't figure out what I was doing. I don't know. I still don't know how I jacked up so badly the first time we played it. And I played it again. And I was like, okay, okay, I got this. Um, yeah, you like pick, pick, putting these like two ingredients together right here, taking a picture, and it'll give you some information that has to do with this right here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's different. It is, and there's an expansion to it. But why? It's so bleeding no hard. That's nuts. To begin with, like the deduction is difficult, as well as all this other stuff you have to maintain. Um, so I find it intriguing enough yeah. to like keep it on my list. It may fall off eventually because there are other deduction games that I I enjoy, like Search of Planet X. I think is vastly superior. Disagree. You're wrong. Um, and also there's another deduction game that's higher up on this list that I like better. Like if we can't if we can't do deduction, like pure deduction, then let's throw murder involved. And I'm a big fan of that. But that's true. I like that game better too. I still find this game really intriguing. So my 162 is Alchemist. That is a good one. All right. So going from that super crazy heavy game. <laughs> I am going to talk about a drafting game. This isn't like not heavy. But it's not. Not so heavy. Not not. <laughs> and that it's a wonderful world. So the first time I played this game, I despised this with every fiber of my being. I, I'm pretty sure you talked about in the podcast. We play, yeah. How much you hated? We it. played the whole game, and I got three points. I mean, it was terrible. The game's pretty short. It's like three rounds. But effectively, what you're doing is you're drafting cards, kind of like Seven Wonders. If you ever played that game, and you're getting a hand of cards, you keep one, pass them around, and then you're trying to use those cards to either discard them to get some cubes they provide or use cubes that you're getting to build cards that you've played down in front of you so you can build the building to produce resources, income, all that kind of stuff. And you're trying, there's other ways you're trying to get these points for these different having the most cubes that you produce, that's going to score some points. Uh, you're trying to get these like female and male tokens that are worth points. There's some in-game goals on some of the cards that are going to give you extra points for certain colors, certain types of things you have. I don't think they're female males. Isn't it like, like Captain and... They're a female and a male token. There's an orange and a blue one. I don't know. Lieutenant and General, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Orange and blue token. Uh, and then you're going to play over, I think, three rounds, and whoever has done that the best is the winner. We have an expansion that has the campaign. I played through one of them by myself. Not the way to play it, because drafting by yourself sucks. But... Uh, even without that, the base game is fine. You're just producing goods, turning cubes into other things, building cards, and you're done. So, yeah, it's a fantastic game. So my number 162 is A Wonderful World. Um, I... Hello, best at Star Trek. I don't know who, who that is. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I played this game and also scored, like, maybe seven points the first time we played but I was not put off by that like you were. I, I, I was just like, so you know much. what? I, I so need to much. play better. And then I did after that. It, it is one more. And thankfully, it's really short that you play one round to figure out yeah. what in the heck you should be doing. Like, what should I keep? What's the, the possibilities? And then the next time you're like, oh, my gosh, I'll do this so much better. Yeah. And it, it, it just it is true. It was awful. First time. Every other time, though, I've had a great time. Just that first time I hated it. First time was fine. 
Um, my number 161 is uh, a game from what you, it's called All Play Now, yeah? Mm -hmm. Good job. Look at me. Boardgametables.com, um, one of their early games, one of their first games, I believe, on tour. That's probably true. Is my 161. Um, and <laughs> I grouped together the, the original on tour as well as the new Paris and New York one. Uh, I like the standard. I think it's really interesting. It is, it's a roll and write, but in, in a really, I think, unique way, because you're also flipping cards as well, mm -hmm. trying to plot a tour for your band across the United States in the original. Um, and you have to connect numbers and they have to go from high to low. You can only go either the same number or, or higher. Yeah. And whichever way you choose, and you're trying to make that work so you can hit the most states that are connected and get the, the longest tour. Seems easy. It's yeah, it's it's like, again, the, the easiest, like, you roll, you flip two cards, you put the two numbers down. Okay, but where do those go? And can I wait for one here? And will one appear that goes between these two numbers? And are we just not going to go to the Northwest? Okay, yeah. that's out. Just those choices. And then, if that wasn't hard enough, the Paris and New York version is so hard. One of them is harder than the other. I've played both. You've I, only played one. I played Paris. Yeah, New York is not as difficult. Paris is hard. It was super fun because there are different little things like bridges to cross and, and things yeah. like that, which are really interesting, different ways to score points that you don't have in the original. So I, I really liked it. But, I, I mean, I don't feel like I've exhausted the original. I, I like the expansion as well. Um, There's also Europe, which we don't have. Oh, well, we don't have Europe. Just another different. It's basically this, just in Europe. There's not that special. Well, I like Europe. I know, but I didn't. Not like New York and Paris. There's no special abilities or anything. Right. Um, I, I play some people that don't like it because like it's too hard, which is interesting because it's not a difficult game. It's rolling right, but the choices, woof, are hard. That's why I think it's fun. That's why I keep coming back to it. So my number 161 is on tour. Yeah, that is a good one. What's going on, Jamie? And uh, always best of Star Trek always wins that game. Always win Star Trek? Or you always win? Uh, probably on, on tour. tour. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. On I tour. always win on tour. I... Then we need to play on tour. Yeah, it's I, an on tour off. I don't ever play it. <laughs> I, I never win. I mean, I play it. I never win. All right, so my number 161 is actually a game that I really like, and we just got a new version of it. But I actually prefer the first version. No one is shocked. Yeah. No, no shocked. I honestly do, and I'll explain why when we get to it. And that game is 161, Santa's Workshop, okay? So there's just a new edition that came out from Elf Creek. It's fine. It looks gorgeous. It has awesome bits. It looks way better than this one. And it has a basic game that we can play with our youngest daughter, which is awesome. It strips it down, makes it a little bit easier. But the reason I had this on it, this is a worker placement game about making toys, elves who are making toys for Santa to deliver to the kids on Christmas. You're playing over nine days before Christmas and you're trying to make toys that the kids want. The reason I like this one better is you're using different goods. You're using metal, wood, and fabric to make these toys. But you can also throw plastic in at these toys and make them cheaper. They're worth less points, but you can, like, produce a lot more toys because you get a lot more plastic. Look at that. Seven plastic cubes as opposed to like two or three of the other ones. Have you won making lots of plastic toys? I don't win games, so I'm not good. 
but it's an option. That's what I'm saying. It's an option. Okay. You can okay. try it, and you can try to use these plastic. And you're just trying to go go to these spots. You can go to the classroom, make your elves a little bit smarter, make them better at doing certain things. Uh, go pet the reindeer. They'll give you cookies and special abilities. Um, there's events that can happen to make it just a little crazier. It's just a really fun worker placement game. Cool Christmas theme. There's not a very ton of good Christmas games. So this one's out of print. You can buy the new one. Get the new one. It's still good. I just prefer this one. The new one, you will not be disappointed. It's still good. I prefer the new one. Actually, uh, the new one looks a thousand times better, but I prefer this one because I like the old and crusty look. But the new one plays mostly the same. It has a f few different tweaks, but yeah, it's it's mostly the same. So my number one sixty one, Santa's Workshop. I haven't liked the new one because um, I like how the reindeer function in the new one. I th I like that. That's true, the reindeer arc. But I also miss that and the cookies on the reindeer too. <laughs> Because the reindeer cookies. Hi, Mark. Mark and I both work for the Air Force. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. yeah so it's good crazy. evening, Mark. And patchwork Christmas. We don't have any patch. Isn't there patchwork for like every holiday? Yeah. Um, I don't like patchwork because my brain is dumb at shapes. <laughs> That's why I don't ever yeah. play patchwork because I can't. Or squares. <laughs> or squares. Just really anything that you have to like spatially manipulate successfully to win i i can't i can't do that best of star trek has all of them i i want to i've never even played one i want to play one i've just never played one i, I want to be better at it it's just like new york 19 something new york 1901 i hate that game so much i need to give it another try well you're not gonna have ours because i got rid of it <laughs> because i hate it because so my brain can't like manipulate the the shape i have to actually move if i can actually go out and move it and it's not give away a strategy then it would be cool but yeah yeah <laughs> on tour is way harder I but i agree. don't have to manipulate shapes in on tour and that yeah it's a it's key. more like a sudoku puzzle in on tour i think yes 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 so i like difficult games just not when i have to move around shapes <laughs> yeah true uh, so my number 160 is a card game and ish what do you mean ish? It has a die too. Is the die vital to the game? Yeah. Am I not talking about the same game I think I'm talking about? I don't know. Let's look. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> um, I'm talking about a game called King of Twelve. Isn't this the one where oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like blackjack, but cards and a die. Okay, I forgot about the die. Yeah, sorta. Yeah, you're trying to manipulate the die to score points, basically. Yeah. yeah so this i again i've talked many times about being from the midwest like card games a lot like plays on classic trick-taking games and in this case um to me this feels very this is a, a blackjack variant where um you have these cards and this die you roll the die and that number sticks with you throughout the game unless you can manipulate it with a card right yeah. And all these cards, especially you're playing cards, then is it cards that you play to make everybody do stuff? Or is it like, a, is it something else? It's a, every card does something. It could manipulate your die. It well, could, and we all play a card. Yeah, right. Simultaneously, simultaneously play, then you reveal certain cards negate other cards. Right. And they manipulate other people's die, swap dice around. Move your die. Yeah. So, which I like that because, again, everyone's playing at once. We're all choosing a card. So I feel like that keeps everyone engaged. 
And then it's like, that's one of those like games, like, okay, like you think that I'm going to play this card because this is my number on my die, but actually I'm going to play this card because this person has this one and I think they're going to get this. And it's like this, like, but you don't know I have immunity to IOK powder, that kind of thing, like out thinking. But again, I roll the dice, the die is mine. I roll it. That's my number. And I pick a card and we just play it and then it happens. Yeah. And everybody has like the same cards to start, I think. Right. Too. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it just then becomes like, I choose a card, but the choice of that card and why you choose, what you choose, when you choose and how it unfolds. Well, I love that. And the cards fire off in turn order too, which is tricky because multiple people can play the same card. And then if they don't negate each other, it can get Right, played. right. So, yeah, if you have to play the same card as somebody else, they negate each other. Um, and so then you've got one person just left with a card that may not do anything if yeah. no one else affected the yeah. other card that they wanted to. I it's, I like that little puzzly element to it. Um, it's a pretty good game. That you're trying to get the high number to win. This is not Sometimes. This is not the one with that I'm thinking of 21. That's a different Correct. game. That's, That's pirate, pirate something. Pirate yeah, some, you usually want Who the highest number is. to win, but there's cards where you need to have the second highest. There's cards where you need to have the lowest number. So there's other cards that you manipulate your dice to be the lowest number, like subtract 47 from your die or whatever. Right. So it just has a lot of really like fun like card powers, who's playing what when. Um, like I like simple games too. So No, it's a good game. King of 12, yeah. 160. I also like Pirate 21. Who knows where that is, I'm honest. Who knows if I included it? You probably didn't. <laughs> didn't. You're wanting to talk. My list is terrible. You need to do it right. I know. All right, so Someone my number so 160 is actually a game we picked up at Origins this year because it was like 15 bucks. And I love the, Sounds like the actual game, so <laughs> I wanted to try this. But this is a new one. It's not old and busted. <coughs> but my number 160 is Joan of Arc, the Orleans draw and write game so basically this is orleans but instead of actually having pieces on a board you're drafting these tiles here out of a bag you're going to draw a certain number out of the bag and you're going to go around in player order and you're going to take the tile each tile is going to do a different action it's going to let you move around on this board here if i can find it uh <laughs> It'll let you do all these things on here. So you can uh, build buildings. You can collect um, resources if you use farmers. You can get coins. Then you're going to have to cross off coins. You can use these little bonus areas up here. And ultimately, you're trying to move around this map, circle buildings that are worth points, because just like an only owns, you're trying to get citizens, and you're trying to end the game with the most points. It gives you the same feel as only owns. Only owns is better, but it gives you a similar feel. It's way easier to set up. It plays a lot quicker because it's just a piece of paper and some tokens. But I think it if you didn't want to have to take the time to set up Orleans and you wanted to get the feel of it, I think this would be a good substitute. Not better than Orleans by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a good game. So that is uh, my number 160, Joan of Arc, the Orleans draw and write game. I don't like it. Um, I think it's overly complex for a draw and write. It's so a it's it's a complicated one. You might as well just play Orleans. Yeah, that, that might be true. You might be right. That's my take on it. Uh, my number one fifty nine is a science game, and this company has made and I, blue orange. No, genius. Okay, I don't know. Genius. Okay, sure. They made other games. 
that are also science-y, um, but I haven't played them. Genotype. Oh, they didn't. That's their big game. <sighs> okay, I like Genotype. It's way higher on my list. It's on, it's on the podcast. Anyway, there's another one about cells and crap, right? There's one about plants. plants. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've, I haven't played a ton of them. Anyway, the game Cytosis, okay? Forget what I said. Cell, cell biology. Um, I don't own this, but I really would like to because it's a fun worker placement game. And you learn a bunch of parts of the cell, which I think is cool. Yeah. I'm not like a super sciencey person. I'm not good at science. That's why I taught English in the direction. But I do like, you know, to talk about the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. So remember that. Um, the cytoplasm. I would, I just, the bits are cool. Um, so I think it's a fun way to kind of introduce like cell parts. I would like to play with their kids once they get towards like the biology stage. Um, the interesting thing about this one is you have to go to places to produce something that sends it to another part of the body. Then you have to go to that part of the body to create, to get that thing. So it's like multi-step worker placement to get the stuff you need. Yeah, because cool. it is very thematic in what's happening in the cell, which I, I, I think is I think it's really neat. I would like, I like when games theme makes the mechanics of the game make sense. And I really think this one does that. And I like the colors. Like, it's like funky, bright colors. I like... Um, pieces i just think it's a great game all their stuff is really great production They're yeah really what is it? cellulose cellulose they have periodic table yeah see that's what um, i meant those i didn't mean like obviously yeah genotype is, like genotype is a one. different yeah it's like on a different yeah track but my number 159 is cytosis all right no list would be a list without some marty wallace so my number 159 is a game called Toledo. I think this is actually high on my list. I think list. it was in your top 100. I love it. So you, know, you like like two Martin Wallace games. That's true. This I is actually, one of them. I like Martin Wallace. <laughs> so in this one, this is not a looker by any stretch of the imagination. Um, no. This is. <laughs> this might be the like, ugliest Martin Wallace. That, that is gross. And that's. I think this might. London might look better than this. I think London does look better than this. So effectively, what you're doing in this game, it's a really basic concept. You are. Either on your turn, you're going to put a tile down on one of these spaces that's empty, do building the board as we go, or you're going to take one of your your markers, you're going to play a card and move that many spaces. You can play the same number and keep moving. Uh, there's some rules to movement. And then when you land on a space, you're going to do the action. You're either going to collect gems, you might collect steel, you might craft a sword, you might do some jousting, get some jousting tokens, uh, you might buy some paintings. <laughs> Ultimately, you're trying to make it up to the top of the castle so you can sell your sword or show off your sword. I don't know what you're doing with it, but you're trying to get rid of your sword to basically score the points. Your sword's only worth half if you can't get it to the castle. So you're trying to get the stuff you need, build your sword, deliver your sword. And after I think so many people have delivered, I think, three swords, or there's three or four swords delivered across the game. I don't know. The game ends, and then you're going to add up your points. That's it. It's a really basic game, basic concept. But it's interesting, and it's way more interesting than it feel like it should be. Mm -hmm. But it's it's super fun, and you can usually get it for pretty cheap. I mean, because again, it's not a looker. But uh, if you like Martin Wallace games, you like interesting games with some different stuff going on. I say give this one a look. So, my number one fifty nine, Toledo.
I am weirdly good at Toledo. Um, I don't know why. I'm not good at it at all. But it, there's like this kind of like balance you have to strike between where you're putting down your stores because you want people to use them because they'll give you cards, which in turn helps you keep moving to things you want to get. And you also want to want to build places where you can get your stuff from you for free. So like that really, um, like I, I like that balance that you're, that you're doing there. And like, I may want to get more ornate swords because they do pay out more, but it is more difficult. You spend like half your game building one of these swords. Yeah. When you can do the little crappy swords, like three of them, and maybe be fine. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at this game. <laughs> it's fun. Monday Round 58 is an old and busted looking game, I think. Oh, it's old and busted. It doesn't look old and busted, though, I don't think. Um, But it has bits that I really think are cool. And that is Finca. So Finca is a game about delivering fruit on donkeys. <laughs> to the island of Finca. Yeah. <laughs> Around Finca. Yeah. Um, so there's this really interesting rondel mechanism that you're moving around. It's got these like cool chunky fruit, wooden fruit. Fruit's awesome. I mean, it's cool. And then you have donkeys to deliver it to different places around um, Finca and certain amounts, different places. You're kind of getting these points for that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a fun pick up and deliver with this kind of cool rondel for collecting fruit mechanism. Yeah, the way the rondel works is really cool. Because you're passing, you have to pass these, what, windmills or something? Yeah, you have to pass these certain lines. He gives you donkeys. But you can only move your character as many spaces as are on that blade. And then when you land on a space, you collect as much fruit as all the other, as everything that's on the blade. Like people, like other Little workers. people. So like if this, if Blue moved here, they would get four of this. Right. But if they move off of this, they can move four. Yeah. So it's a really interesting, like, do you want to let your people stay there for a long time so you can move far? Or do you want to just keep moving one at a time and collect one thing and go slow? It's a really cool, cool thing. And if you get a bunch of fruit, that's great. You have to be able to really turn, turn, turn around because if ever the pool gets into a particular fruit, everybody has to get their stuff back. And it really sucks. Yeah. You don't want that. You know what doesn't happen? Don't mismanage your fruit. So it, it does kind of push you along, um, but it's just like a, <coughs> a fun little pick and deliver game. So, I'm on 58 is Finca. Yeah, good luck finding that one. It's criminally out of print. Sorry. Someone someone sold it to us. Yeah, Freddie. Look at you, Freddie. Thanks, man. All right, so my number 158 is a heavy theme. And it's a cooperative game. Not one that I play a lot because the theme is really heavy. I don't normally care about theme, but I feel like you got to kind of care about the theme when you play this game. And it is Freedom, the Underground Railroad. So this is basically a game of trying to get slaves from the south up into Canada while avoiding slave catchers because of slave catchers, slaves can get lost, also known as killed, but they, don't, they are, you know, treading lightly. And you're trying to just use the Underground Railroad to get from the south up into Canada. So you're trying to get the boats coming down here and you're trying to take actions to move the slaves up to these routes to get them up into the free territory and the, the slave catchers are going to be moving around here trying to catch now there's a little bit there's different stuff going on every round there's gonna be some cards that you can draw mm -hmm. to help you on your journey everyone has special powers yeah we all have special powers and you're gonna uh there's some support tokens you have to get earn a certain number of support tokens which you buy with money um so you can get people on your side to abolish slavery that's kind of the goal is get slaves free 
convince people that slavery is bad, which seems yes. like a no brainer now. But again, that's the theme. Uh, it's a really, I hate to say fun. I mean, it is an interesting game. I, the theme is hard to say that it's fun, but I enjoy the game. How about that? I enjoy it was the enjoyable. Yeah. It's not lighthearted. Right. The journey of the game is fun. Like the puzzle of trying to, you know, manipulate the trade routes, the underground railroad routes so you can avoid the slave catchers or maybe like send them in a different direction where, you know, you can send the slave, slaves up or the slave catchers up through here. And then you're sneaking the slaves over this way. Like it's an interesting puzzle and you're going to have to lose some slaves to, for the greater good to get other slaves up into Which Canada. Which feels terrible. It feels terrible. Yeah. The slaves are just naturally wooden cubes. So it's not like, you know, again, they're trying to be as delicate as possible. <laughs> But it still feels terrible. But it's a fantastic game. It is educational. Uh, all the cards are like history based. All the yes. people are historical. So if you're into heavy, not like it's not really heavy to play, but a heavy thematic co-op game, I would say recommend it. I don't know how easy it is to get, but it's it's good. It's a nice puzzle, but it makes you think, and it can be a little bit brutal. But there you go. It's expensive. It is expensive. I got, we got it in a trade. Is yeah, I think if you're a history teacher. And you're looking to do something a little bit different. Oh, for sure. I think that's that would be the game is a great one. Yeah, and there's sometimes I want to play this game, but I mostly play it by myself because then it's not you know I'm not getting it out from people who <laughs> may not want to tread with that theme or whatever. Because again, it's it's definitely not a fun. It's theme. not trading in the Mediterranean, yeah, right? It's not like a game Katie's going to talk about that's a stupid fun theme, <laughs> right? <laughs> so moving on from that really depressing theme to. I mean, like, I don't know if gangsters are like a light theme, but it's you're like mobster animals. And that's uh, Moment 57 is Good Critters. So Good Critters, you're a, a gang of uh, animal mobsters. Someone is, I don't know, the Don. I forget what they call you. you. Got, I think it's the, or the boss or something. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And um, each round, there's some loot that comes from, you know, the heist that you pull. So the boss will, you know, kind of ladle up the dough so then as it as you know shady characters well you can try and like hold up your fellow compatriots you can vote against the boss because maybe they just like got you out of some money too many times you want to be the next boss um it's very take that oh yeah it's but it's it's a fairly shortish game and and you're mobster so obviously it's gonna be take that yeah, I mean, there's bluffing, but you can just basically pick on somebody, one person the whole game if you want to. Yeah. For no for no purpose at all, other than just being a jerk. <laughs> I mean, they can pick on you right back, too. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. not going to get anywhere if you do that. But you're going to have a good time. But you will probably have a good time. <laughs> um, and, like, the art is cute and funny. Um, it's, it's a good large group game. I think it plays about eight or something. A lot, yeah. I don't know. I can look. It plays a lot. Um, I was just going to try to see like how many characters there were, but I think there's more than people. About eight, right? Yeah, four to eight, yeah. So eight people. So then things get really crazy. Like who's being loot, who's not, how much do we have? Keeping track of that. Um, yeah, and the art's cool. So it's just a it's a fun game. One fifty seven, good critters. Yeah, we haven't played this for a for a minute. I think last time we played it, somebody got real mad. It wasn't me. I don't care. But it's, oh, yeah, I, don't I wasn't know. mad. All right, so Night of Roman 57 is a two-player game. And this is also a game that was at Target for like $5, $20. And now it's like 100 So I apologize ahead of time. 
Sorry. But the game, my number 157 is Spirits of the Wild. And this is a two-player game where you are basically collecting these little stones here to make constellations on this player board. You're trying to get certain colors of stones to fill in these sections to get special powers or just score points or whatever. Like there's multiple different ways. So like the owl, you need uh, uh, same colored pairs, three points each. So three points for every colored pair you have. And then there's these clear uh, stones right there. If you get that there, it's going to double your score. But Mm -hmm. once you put that there, you can no longer put any of those tokens over there. And then, the clear ones are also the timer. Once a certain amount of those get out of the bag, not even in the play, out of the bag, the game's over. And you're going to be taking the actions by playing these cards. And eventually you're going to have to take a turn to reset the cards to get all the stuff. It's a really easy game to play. Yeah. It's got cool components. That bowl comes with it, which is awesome. But, yeah, it's out of print now. But if you can find it and you can play it and you like two-player games, I recommend it because it is a good one. Mm-hmm. So Spirits of the Wild is one Fifty-seven. I wonder why it's out of print. Why they don't do another print? It's run. Mattel. I think Mattel just stopped doing games, so mm. somebody would have to buy it from yeah. them or whatever. So you can make a butt ton, man. I mean, I'm sure Hasbro could put it out and give crappy components. Sure, but the post- Buffalo needs to do it. Yeah. Hey, Philip Walker Harding, what you doing? <laughs> it's already designed. Well, maybe That's he can put in a good word for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it is a really good game. Uh, my number 156 is card drafting. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Good luck. Anyway, it's trucking through history. Um, <laughs> and this game is basically trying to get cards in chronological order. Basically. Um. And those cards then are also going to give you like these symbols that allow you to kind of fill in this grid. Oh, you know, this is another game that's sort of bingo S style, but not like the yeah. about Ecos. Yeah. Um, to fill it in to get points and or like special like bonuses and stuff on this card that you got. So it's kind of like, I, <coughs> sorry, these two things happening. Like I really want to keep my timeline going. Um, but I'm also looking to fill in this and right because you you have to always play a date that's higher or the same right and that can be very difficult like how big of a t- time jump am I going to have because um, you are getting points for having those longer timelines the bigger more cards you get the more points they're worth yeah uh, the components are really nice I think the art is cool like the colors used um, I feel like it's a little it's called trucking through history. But I feel like it's a tactile theme, so we can use numbers. I don't think it really tells me that much about history. No, it could be uh, anything you want. Yeah, whatever. But I, I, I like it, obviously. I mean, all the cards are like things that happened in history. Yeah, so it, it is historical on the cards. You could learn something, I guess, about an event. And on the back, it does tell you a little bit of history of it. I guess that's true. I feel like a similar game to this is... Timeline. Her Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her story. But I feel like yeah. that is more educational in a lot of ways than yeah. this is. You're not, yeah, you're just trying to create, a, a, write a book about famous women in that one. Right. But yes, this is, this is like timeline. But I think I like this. I don't know if I like this one better or not, but I, I do like it. 156, Trekking Through History. I like this game. It's, it's super light. Mm-hmm. 
uh, that might be my only issue with it. It's it just it takes a lot longer to set up than it, and to teach than it does to play, which is probably my, my big issue with it. All right, no list would be complete without Wallace and Feld. Oh, so now we have some Feld, and um, yeah, this is a really good Feld. But Why is it so low? I have it way higher on my, my list. My list is weird. I'm almost positive. Okay? This probably would be higher if I actually paid attention to my list. <laughs> um, but my number 156 is Amerigo by Feld. And this is a really fun game. Katie talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. For sure. But this is a game where you're dropping these cubes in the cube tower over here. And based on what comes out, what colors come out, and the amount of the most that comes out are the actions that are available. So all the colors, cubes that come out of the actions that are available, whichever one has the most, is the strength of any of those actions that you can take. And you're trying to uh, move your boat around to these islands to build buildings. You're trying to get tiles so you can build buildings. You're trying to collect these resources and resource factories because they're worth points. You're trying to get these cannonballs to fight off pirates, trying to earn gold, a whole bunch of stuff you're doing. A um, bunch of different ways you can go about scoring points, however you want to do it, have at it. And it's just a fun little, I don't even know what kind of game it is, I guess. It's not pick up and deliver. <laughs> it's not really it's Rondell. Polyomino. selection. Polyominoes. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. Just play it. You need to see what it is yourself. <laughs> but it's a really good game. It's fun. It, different actions you can take. And it's fun dropping those cubes in the cube tower. There you go. My number 156, Amerigo. That would be my second favorite film. Your second favorite film? It might be. Yeah, it's not my first. I know. I know what your first one is. My first one's the best Feld. Anyway, my number one fifty five is another card game. I would agree with you, but your first one is the best. Feld. It is the best Feld because I love card games, um, and I also love a card game where you're getting points all the time, so you feel like you're doing a good job even if you suck. And this game is Dark Tales. So not only is it a card game where you're getting points all the time. The artwork is like gorgeous, gothic-y twists on fairy tales. I love that. I love that. Yeah, like full art cards too, which is awesome. Like, look, all this is art, and then there's a little tiny yeah, pet here. Yeah, okay. Um, but there are also multiple, I think three expansions. Three or four. Four expansions. Little Riding Hood. Little Mermaid, Cinderella, Little and Snow, Snow White. White. Yeah, four. So four. We have them all. Um, and this is a game, I think it's even great at two player. You don't get as many interactions, but you're you're playing a card. You're drawing a card, and you're playing a card. And raining down points. And then the cards are firing off based on what's on them, based on the types of cards that are out there. Cards in the front. Is it day? Is it night? Are you getting tokens? Are you playing tokens? Um, just constantly, like, just finding the way to make the most points. It's not even like tableau building, because you don't have time to care about the cards in front of you. Sometimes you do. Sometimes. Very rarely. But not always. Um, some of the expansions give you other things to shoot for, like dumb pictures. And the Red Little Riding Hood expansion, like the wolf can eat Little Riding Hood, and the huntsman can come cut them open. Yeah, it's, all, like, it's super thematic. It's awesome. It is like um, in Cinderella, you like can match um, male and female cards as dancers at these different times when the ball happens, and that can be points. Um, just really interesting, gorgeous art, but pretty simple to play. Um, I love a good card game. Yeah, this game doesn't get enough love, and I don't get it. I don't know if people don't know about it. I don't. I don't understand. Maybe they don't. I assume it's readily available. Yeah, we just saw it the other day. It's yeah, on the store. beyond the board. Yeah. yeah. Dark Tales, my number uh, one fifty-five. Yeah. It feels like a familiar card game. Play a card, draw a card, yeah. 
yeah, it's awesome. All right, so speaking of awesome, I really like this game. Yeah, I wonder where this is. Which Maybe you don't I know what this game is yet. I don't. No, the people. Oh. Uh, 155 <laughs> for me is a game called Town Builder of Coverden. I don't know how to say it. Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> ooh. Ooh, hang on. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> David has all these tabs, and I'm like, I can see what the game is. He's like, I know. I you don't know, know what game it is. I'm like, I don't? <laughs> I accidentally bumped it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this again. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, Town Builder of Coverton. This is a game where I'm trying to, we haven't played it for a minute, so I'm trying to think about it. Uh, you're, you have multi use cards, mm -hmm. and you're using these cards as either resources. You can see there's resources on the side. Or, or up here, or you're going to use the resources that you have to build them and get the special ability and score points. Yeah. And there's some different ways that you're, like, there's different goals you're trying to get. So, like, this one is fastest builder, score four buildings. There's different kinds of stuff you're trying to accomplish while you're doing that. But on your turn, I don't remember, I think you're either going to play a card to your tableau or build a building. It's, it's pretty basic actions. You're either going to draft a card to as a resource or build a building or I think there's one other thing you can do but it's really good and it sounds terrible but you're basically just using cards in one of two different ways as a resource or building it as a building trying to hit these thresholds and once so many buildings have been built the game is over it's like have I played Puerto Rico San Juan San Juan it's like San yeah, Juan it's San Juan esque like up a level yeah. i think it's a little deeper than san juan i yeah. like san juan but this is a little more gamery version of san juan i can see that yeah because you, you <laughs> that's see, a better explanation there you go like you're building this card you're trying to build this card here and once you get three stone under it then you can build the card four stone four stone you can build the card and here. then you're going to turn it upright you have the special ability and it'll be worth some points uh it's really fun i like this game we played it a ton we borrowed our friend's copy played it a ton it was super good and I'm surprised it's so high, but again, rankings don't matter. Yeah, to Jason. it's like uh, whose line is it anyway? Mm -hmm. List doesn't matter. But yeah, that was my number one fifty-five town builder of whatever the name is. Go over. <laughs> Winter one fifty-four has an even longer title, and that is the legacy of the Testament of Duke Dukeshi. And we haven't played this in a while, but I really would like to play it again. It's table hog though, it because is a table hog. in this you're like working with your family over multiple generations. Um, making uh, advantageous matches for them and then having offspring going out and aiding the community, um, helping with public works, you know, all those wonderful things that you do to make a name for yourself, to build a legacy. Yeah. You gotta have that legacy. Gotta have that legacy. Yeah. So this is one player's board right here. One player. Cause you got your family tree, right? Yeah, you're building a family tree from the initial couple all the way down to like four generations. It's crazy. Which I think is a really cool concept. It just does take up a lot of room. Um, do I know how your turns work? No, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, you, it's a work replacement game. <laughs> I don't remember any so of that. You, there's a oh, central board a here. A tiny central board. You're gonna go. Which is crazy. You have these discs. You're either gonna go out to one of these actions and take cards and do the thing, or you have your own little areas here where you can have babies. You can do some stuff. We don't have to explain the whole game. I didn't tell it. Say I didn't remember for you to take over. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. But you place your workers to do the items that are going to build your legacy through your family. 
it's a really different kind of theme. There's a few. There's another game that you played. We send off your, send off the kids. Yeah, Signori. Yeah, Signori. It's like that, but not, I feel like it's complex. This one actually might be more complicated than huh. that. That's a Watcher game game, but I think this one's a little bit harder. Uh, but I, I just think the uniqueness of it, uh, the pictures of the people are terrible. Are ridiculous. Uh, I love that. It's just it's a it's a very different kind of game. I think it's why I think it's it's uniqueness makes it so high on my list. It is super different for sure. So my one fifty four is Legacy, Testament of Duke Crushy. Yeah, good game, good game. Thank you. I thought so. It's on my list somewhere. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Uh, my number one fifty four is actually a game they picked up at I think Origins this year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the nicest booth ever. Yes. Uh, Last night games, and this is called. The finest fish. Now we have a video of this. We have a video of a lot of these games, actually. Yeah. But this is a game. It's adorable for one. You're drafting tiles. There's going to be some tiles, and you're trying to build scales on fish. The only reason you're the reason that you're trying to build scales is you're trying to get them in certain patterns. Mm -hmm. If I can find a card, um, but you're trying to get certain patterns to next to each other on the fish because that's how you're going to score points. So, like, you want these. Right here, you need those three and that. If you can do that, those two and that, you score some. You score that card, and it's worth like three points or something. Uh, you can also get certain points for blacks or some whatever. So largest groups of colors. If you don't want to do the card thing, there's other ways to score points. Drafting tiles, putting scales on your fish. Once somebody's fish is full, game is over. Uh, four different color fish. They're really cute that you can build. They are cute. Um, yeah, it's it's a great game. It's a nice little puzzle. It's actually real, a lot harder than it seems. Mm -hmm. Uh, the scale piece is a little complicated, but it is enjoyable, and it works at any player count because it's kind of a Zool esque drafting tiles, placing tiles, and moving on, and then eventually reset. Done. If you haven't heard of this, check it out. It's super good. I like it. So that is one fifty four finest fish. That's a good one. I don't know where that one is. I feel like we have talked about it already. I don't know. It's really good. Uh, my one fifty three is a game that is complex <laughs> and it's about time it's supposed to be a pickup and deliver game but it is like let's make it as difficult as possible and that game is mercator yeah it's also not a looker that's not well, a looker. that box is awesome what are you talking about this look at that clemens guy Franz, isn't it? oh 100 that it is, is. it's my boy clemens frogs you didn't have to ask that question it's actually an, an uve rosenberg game um where you don't have to preach your people R really, <laughs> but that's true. that's true. There's no feeding your people. This is before the aliens abducted him and said, You need to always feed people. Um, you are t getting these, you're going to places to gather these resources to fill these contracts, but the contracts are, are never fulfilled in the place where you get the resources that you need. Not a single time, never, not one time, just one time. It's, it's never, and so in order to move, <coughs> it does take time if you want to move extra spaces. People can then also, like, you can use time to, like, piggyback off actions and sell in places and other people are doing it. So there's, like, a VTEL, Asserta, executive action feel there. Mm -hmm. um, stuff can spoil. Like, this is, it's like, let's make pick up and deliver difficult. Well, and then when you take a cube, a cube can be one of two different things, too, which is tricky. So Right. Yeah. So a yellow cube can be, like, one of two things, and you might need one to deliver this place. Yeah, it's, it's So you're like, ooh, where, which we're going to put it in. 
because some of the stuff does spoil and some of it doesn't, but you might not need it. Um, and you can complete the same contract multiple times, which is really confusing to people. Yeah. You don't just complete it and move it on. You have to get a better one in order to start facilitating a better it's, contract. It, it's different. It, it's different, but man, that puzzle, I, I think that's why, and plus, you know, my boy Clemens runs. Um, it just keeps you coming back to it. Um, yeah, it's good. It's just, it's not easy. That's good. So 153, Mercator. I'm pretty sure this is in my top 100. If it is, that my list is real jacked. Because I really do like this. This might be one of my favorite Uber games. I just don't I, Yeah, it should be, but yeah, who knows? I, I really like it because that it's so easy to play, but man, it burns your brain. Yes. All right, so my number 153 is actually a game that I've only played, I think, twice. You played it with me once. Hmm. And I've played it, I think, once solo and once with Brandon. And it is called Terra Mystica. And I honestly, I don't think any time I've ever played it correctly. So there is that <laughs> as well. But this is a game where you take it on the role of some like alien race or some kind of race. There's aliens and non-aliens and stuff. And you're just trying to terraform. You, you have a type of terrain that you like. You want to build your buildings out on that terrain, only on that terrain. So you have to terraform it, cost stuff, and you also want to build your buildings next to other people because that gives you power. Power gives you special abilities. And every round, there's like these different goals that everybody's trying to achieve to score points. That's an oversimplification, but that's the gist. And as you unlock stuff off your player board, it's going to unlock special powers and abilities and all that stuff. It's definitely not a looker either, but um, I think I like it. <laughs> if I could play it correctly, the problem is I don't play it enough. It's in my top 200, but I don't know if I really like this well, game. I don't play it enough to know that I play it correctly. But if, if I haven't played it correctly, I liked how I played it. And it has this um, track over here where you move these cultists up, trying to get to the top score points. I love tracks. Kind of arbitrary, but it's fun. But yeah, it's it's a good game. It's a beast. has a big rule book. A lot of stuff going on. Every player power is different. Every like species or whatever they are functions differently, so it's a lot to learn. But it's worth it if you want to put the time in. So my number 153, Terra Mystica. I, yeah, we played it once. It has it did not stick with me i think some of it is that i want to like it <laughs> so that keeps it like in, people in talk about it a lot and i'm like oh, this doesn't do anything for I me i want it to be good i want to play it i want to know how to play it but it just doesn't pay hmm. uh, my number 52 is the deduction game it's a game that i don't understand how it works but it does <laughs> and that game is awkward guess so awkward guess has this crazy card system um where you have an app and you choose like what level of difficulty and it says okay pick these cards out so you are solving the crime um the host of the party is murdered he's the one that's always murdered at least in ours um never want to host the party is mr walton is dead yeah but he knew he was gonna be dead so he invited all the people that were gonna kill him to his house or something i don't know so in easier versions, you figure out who the killer is, and I believe the weapon, mm -hmm. I think you know where he dies. Yeah. Because um, you're look, you're moving through different rooms, you're asking questions. The interesting thing about this is when you ask for like, oh, I want to know about Angelica and the garage. Each clue card that people have has a value on it. And so they'll trade you a value of clue cards 
but it's a trade. I have to give that value back if I want that information. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So you're keeping track of what information you do know, who's had it, where it came from, because you don't want to get it back again. A trade where you just get boned for a bunch of, like, oh, I trade for five, but I know all this stuff already. Right. Like someone gives you a five, you give them five ones. <laughs> yeah, in order to find the suspect, like you try to figure out who's lying. But then in harder versions, there's an accomplice, so then more than one person's lying. I've never even played that. That sounds terrible. Um, so like the difficulty, but but I don't. There's just so many possibilities. I feel like you will not run out of them anytime soon. Um, but I just like that the clue system and the way that you go about kind of negotiating what like learning new information in just a classic like clue type deduction game so 152 awkward guess yeah it's a good one 152 for me is a pickup and deliver game that also has some trick taking and it is tricky tides i don't know how many people know this game but i i really like it uh this is a game where um you're gonna have cards a hand of cards with like these comp this is yeah, it's a compass. And based on what you play is the direction that you're able to move your boat across these islands. And also whoever plays the highest card of the lead suit gets to go first. You're trying to get to these different islands to pick up goods, to get goods to fulfill contracts of certain colors. So like if I had this contract here, I'd need to have two blue if it gets to this island, if I had two blues and a white on my ship, I can complete this contract. You're trying to just score as many points as you can. You have an animal that you like, a creature that you like, they give you extra points. And that's well, the it. creatures also move around do things. Yeah. Too. And if you can play with the monsters. They'll do special things like spit out some cubes, eat some cubes, all that kind of thing, just to make it more fun. There's events each round. I think you play four rounds, mm -hmm. and that's it. Um, it's really fun. It looks cool on the, the table. The artwork is cool. Artwork is awesome. It has like an old-school vibe to it, mm -hmm. but it's not an old game by any means. It just looks like that. But fantastic game. If you if you like trick-taking, you like pick up and deliver, this does both of those really well. So number 152, Tricky Tides. All right. My 151 and the last one of this video is Majesty for the Realm. Um, we were talking this earlier, and I just always get this game confused with <coughs> other games. But I really like this game, and I wish we had this because you've got – everyone starts out with, like, the same – set of cards like you're these buildings right and you are trying to draft cards to go with these buildings in order to get points which are like coins i guess are your points and so you can move people around you can there are some attack other people um so then you can also get get your um, cards into the infirmary um getting like groups of certain ones together to fire off with each other I love games where you're like layering card powers on each other and they're just firing off. I would like to own this game because the couple of times I played it, I'm like, I can always play this better. I can play this better. Yeah, and each of the buildings are double-sided too, so you can make it a little bit more random too if you want. Yeah, what comes out is different too. I just, I, it's just, it is kind of a simple little card game. I don't know why it's in a big box. That's stupid. There's no reason well, for it. Splendor designer. He doesn't know anything else. There's no reason for it at all. Uh, but the game is is just really fun drafting these cards. And again, I think why I like it is because you can go your own way. Maybe you're going to lean. 
you're going to lean heavy into one particular color and what that that um, card power does as opposed to someone who's trying to balance all of them. I, I, I love games that do that. So 151 Majesty. Those tokens, are, those tokens are amazing too. They're like really nice coins. All right, so my last one, 151. I actually have a, a version of this game on here specifically, but it doesn't matter because um, they're all basically the same. And that is Valley of the Kings. And the version I that we have is Last Rites, which is the third one. But they're all the same, just some different player powers and stuff. This is a deck building game where you are trying to acquire cards from this pyramid. And then you're going to use, eventually you're going to thin out your deck by entombing the cards. That's how you score points. So you're getting cards, use them for the ability. Eventually you're going to put them in a tomb, uh, trying to collect sets of colors. Uh, if you can get all the sets of the colors are worth a whole pile of points. That's the, the goal of the game. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, get them, put them in your tomb, use them as long as you can. And once I think the deck runs out, the game is over. It's lightning quick. That's weird. Um, <laughs> and just, I enjoy this. Katie doesn't necessarily like it, but I like it. I, I like the having to decide, do I want to keep the card to be able to use the power and I want to put it in the tomb to score points? And do I have enough time to get it in the tomb if I don't do it now? That's kind of the puzzle of the game. But it's my issue because it's over too quick. And then I feel like Todd Deck Builder is a misnomer because you don't really get to use your deck. Yeah, it's a... I don't like that. Yeah, it's basically an acquire a card just so you can put it in your tomb kind of game. And you may use the card a couple times. But I like it. I've only ever played this version. I haven't played any other ones. But it's fun. And um, it's in a little box, so it's not that expensive. There is a big box that has all of them together if you want to do that, if you like it. But it's expensive, so I moved on. That's <laughs> why we only have one. So, yeah. So that is it. Okay. All right. I'll count down my list. Since when you're watching this again or you were like, I got bored, just wait for the recap. Uh, starting at 166, Celestia, 165, After the Empire, 164, Ecos, First Continent. 163 Fickle, 162 Alchemist, 161 On Tour, 160 King of 12, 159 Cytosis, 158 Finca, 157 Good Critters, 156 Trekking Through History, 155 Dark Tales, 154 Legacy The Testament of Duke de Cresci, 153 Mercator, 152 Awkward Guests, and 151 Majesty for the Realm. All right, so my number 166 is Lord of the Rings. 165 Four Gardens, 164 Kingsport Festival, 163 Yggdrasil Chronicles, 162 It's a Wonderful World, 161 Santa's Workshop, 160 Joan of Arc, the Orleans game, 159 Toledo, I can't read my writing, 158 Freedom of the Underground Railroad, 157 Spirits of the Wild, 156 Amerigo, 155 Town Builder Coverden. 154 Finest Fish, 153 Terra Mystica, 152 Tricky Tides, and 151 Valley of the Kings. All right. Thanks for bearing with us through our sickness when we haven't been putting out as much content. Um, we're trying to get back on track uh, to finish up the top 100 and 100 outside the 100. Yep. So podcast should be coming this week at some point. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. We're going to try our best. So trying our best. Either way, you got this video. Enjoy it. <laughs> I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming.